And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, hello again. Hello, 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 everyone. Glad you could be here with us. Thank you for joining us, listeners around the world, and also in Rochester, New York, where you are listening on WRFZ, Radio Free, or Rochester Free Radio. <laughs> what are we doing here? Where are the cute guys? Are, are you inferring that Rochester is not part of the world? You said around the world and Rochester. So yes, are you well, inferring no, actually, I was... Good folks at WRFZ are... I was, I was more or less giving them, you know, special, uh, you know, special identification. They are, uh, as far as I know, they're so, still part so, of our so world. Doesn't have to come after you, then. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. Yes, the uh, <laughs> the board of directors of Rochester Free Radio do not have to give me a hard time, and I'll finish identifying them here sooner or later. That's WRFZ FM one oh six point three in Rochester, New York, and of course. All our listeners and friends there at the uh, House of Guitars in Rochester, Armand and Eric and everybody, hello to you as well. Hello to our house band, Titty Bingo, who provide our theme music for us every week, and you can listen to some real neat rock and roll they put down at tittybingo.com. You'll find them online. They have a great website, a lot of good music for you, and it's always time to play Titty Bingo. So check them out if you would, please. This is the show where every show is an award show. I know you haven't had enough of them lately, and there are probably, yes, there are a few more coming up in the next few weeks, but uh, hey, we just decided every show should be an award show. That way, that way you don't have people saying, oh, there's another award show coming up, because every show is an award show. You expect it. That makes it, you know, like medicine. It's easier to swallow that way. (laughs) We're glad to have you all with us here. And remember, you, too, get to help us pick the award winners. If you have someone that's, uh, you know, done something musically related that's incredibly great or incredibly dumb, and you think they should be awarded and acknowledged for their accomplishments, uh, drop us a line at david at thedavidbowers.com and, uh, Put awards in the subject line. Tell us who they are, what they did, and why you think they're deserving of some kind of acknowledgement. And we will be happy to share that acknowledgement with you and all our listeners around the world. And uh, we want to uh, we want to get into this week's show because we have a special. As uh, you probably noticed, we are doing our annual show from uh, South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, and we will have our man in Texas, the uh, Corpus Christi star David Martinez will be joining us shortly, and um, he's going to talk to us about South by Southwest and also share some more of his music with us because, uh, well, he's just so listenable and uh, got a heck of an audience. He's been on tour. He's going to talk about that, his audience around the world, and, uh, and we just look forward to having him with us at least once a year and uh, sometimes more often than that. But he always stops by to uh, tell us about South by Southwest. Before we get into this week's show, We want to shout out to our friends, and uh, you should probably keep notepads handy because you might want to take notes uh, during this. There will not be 
a quiz today, so you don't have to worry about that. But I want to correct something I said last week. We were talking about our guests who will be coming up in, uh, what, two more weeks. The Oak Ridge Boys uh, will be, uh, Joe Bonsell will be joining us to talk about their brand new release, which has just dropped the 17th Avenue Revival and uh, that's a, a fantastic uh, gospel album that they are releasing. Some great stuff on it. I think you're going to be hearing a lot of that. As a matter of fact, I know you are. Some of the tracks have already been released and are getting tremendous uh, audience as well as critical acclaim. So it's something to look forward to. Joe will be talking about it and the recording thereof. And uh, we want to correct something we said last week. We mentioned that they're doing something unique in releasing the album on uh, well, they're releasing it on CD, uh, digitally, and on vinyl, but they're also releasing it on Edison Disc. And I incorrectly stated that that was the old cylinder, the cylindrical discs that they used to use. And uh, I have since found that uh, that is not true. They are, in fact, releasing them on, quote, Edison Disc, unquote, but Instead of the cylinder, it was the disc that came along as the intermediary step between when they used to use that cylinder and when they went to the 78 RPM flat disc. It was a flat disc, not the cylinder. And uh, they used that was in production from 1912 to 1929. And they were called the diamond disc because the matching Edison disc phonograph was fitted with a, per, a permanent conical diamond stylus to play them on. And they were totally incompatible with what we know now, or people who have used later type records, uh, know as a lateral groove disc record players, like the Victor Victoria, uh, Victrola, and the disposable needles of uh, this uh, diamond disc player would damage the regular records, and uh, while extracting very little sound, uh, these things were flat discs, the first of the flat round disc, and uh, they were large and about a quarter of an inch thick, 0.235 millimeters, as a matter of fact. Uh, They were very uh, awkward and very brittle. They broke very easily, but uh, that was the diamond disc, and this is what they have produced 17th Avenue Revival on, and that makes them much more because uh, Edison Discs or the Edison Disc used that long, only from 1912 to 1929. So I wanted to clarify that. Did you uh, did you get all of that, John Bond? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, it was a succinct lesson in audiotronics, and I thank you very much for that. You are very welcome. And again, as I said, there will not be a nap quiz today. So you can read <laughs> that score. Martinez will be joining us. Before we do, we do have a David Bowers Award, the first The David Bowers Award of the Week. And that's coming up right now. <laughs> We mentioned this last year when we had a young lady by the name of Beth Ray on the show. She is the daughter of uh, rock guitar legend Link Ray, and uh, she will be rejoining us shortly. As a matter of fact, that will be our uh, March 25th show. Uh, she will be joining us. Because that is going to be 60th anniversary 
celebration of the release record Rumble by Link Ray, which is a uh, is a, a rock legend on so many levels. It was uh, a uh, for the time a very rough and raunchy guitar solo. It was also the first and probably the only instrumental that was banned from radio airplay. Uh, obviously, it wasn't because of any profane language in the song, because it was an instrumental, but uh, many thought the song was too incendiary and that it would incite people to riots because of its, uh, its, its, its rough street sound. And, of course, that was uh, another point that uh, makes it a rock legend in the fact that the sound was created by Link Ray's uh, idea to puncture holes in the speakers and uh, give it that fuzz buster sound, and, uh, which is now a part of virtually all heavy metal and uh, some less than heavy rock. And uh, additionally, if there was anything else that was needed to make it a, uh, a rock legend, Link Ray was Native American, so that made him the first Native American rock star. So uh, we are going to uh, issue our first award to a film called Rumble, The Indians Who Rocked the World. Uh, this was a, a documentary that was uh, actually debuted at a uh, film festival last year and has been uh, received tremendously all over the world. The reason we are honoring it this week rather than just wait for our show in a couple of weeks is because it just won. As a matter of fact, it swept all three awards in the Canadian uh, Motion Picture Academy uh, awards in Toronto last week. As a matter of fact, it was held last Sunday as of the day we were recording this. Uh, the title of the film is a reference to the pioneering instrumental rumble, which, as I said, was released in 1958 by Link Ray and his Raymen. They won three Canadian Screen Awards presented by the American Academy, or rather the Academy of Canadian Cinema and Television. And the documentary took top honors for best editing in the documentary, best cinematography in a documentary, and the biggie was best feature-length documentary. Uh, we salute uh, the film and the makers of the film, and of course, uh, Link Ray for having gotten it all started. The Canadian documentary film by uh, Catherine Bainbridge and Alfonso, Ma I hope I pronounced this rec uh, correctly, Majorana, it premiered at Sundance last year, and what it does is it profiles the impact of indigenous musicians in Canada and the U.S. on the development of rock music and profiles artists along with Link Ray, uh, Charlie Patton, Mildred Bailey, Jesse Ed Davis, Stevie Salas, Buffy St. Marie, Robbie Robertson, Randy Castillo, and of course, uh, some guy by the name of Hendrix is also profiled in there. Uh, many segments feature influential musicians talking about the contribution of indigenous artists including commentaries from Quincy Jones, George Clinton, Taj Mahal, Martin Scorsese, John Trudell, and Steven Tyler. So it's a, uh, it's a monumental film, and in December, the Toronto International Film Festival named the film to its annual year-end list of the 10 best Canadian films. And uh, we salute, as I said, the film, the makers of the film, and, of course, Link Ray, who is... Uh, 
the reason that uh, the film was made, or at least primary reason, because he was the first Native American rock star. And we're so excited and happy to have Beth coming back. We're going to do a salute to him in two weeks. And uh, we're going to get to play one of the reasons that I look forward to doing a full hour is we're going to get to play some of the other music that Link Ray did because he was an amazing talent. And even I wasn't aware of it until this last year, some of the stuff that he did. I mean, this man, in addition to doing uh, the raunchiest rock song of the era, he also did amazing pop rock. He did country. He did some solid blues work. Uh, You're going to be amazed. Join us March 25th for the Link Ray 60th Anniversary Rumble Special. Uh, You'll be glad you did. It's going to be a fun show. You're going to hear some amazing music uh, from a gentleman who is a a rock and roll legend and is an icon to virtually every rock guitar player since. Look forward to that one. Right now, we're looking forward to a future legend, legend in the making. This is the Corpus Christi legend, David Martinez, who will be joining us momentarily to talk about South by Southwest, talk about his music, his tour, and who knows what else we're going to talk about. We'll find out in about three minutes. Right after, we play this from David Martinez, What You Need.
You're listening to the David Bowers Awards. And if you're an artist who'd like to have your music featured on our show, please write us at david at thedavidbowers.com. Oh, yeah, you know, right on. There you go. David Martinez from Corpus Christi, Texas. David, it is so wonderful of you to come and join us every year from South by Southwest. Uh, give us the lowdown on what's been happening the week of, uh, of the big event and uh, share some of the stories and, of course, your own music, too. You've been a, before we get into that, you've been a pretty busy guy as of late doing your tour and uh, uh, a lot of stops, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, we, me and Cindy uh, from Lady Lake, Cindy uh, Adamo, we, uh, we, we had over 200 shows last year, and it's even, I'm even getting busier now as far as, you know, doing a lot of regional stuff around Texas, you know, like, you know, Austin, Fredericksburg, all the, all these areas. I'm going to be going up to Dallas, working on something for that, the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Houston and all that. So there, there's a lot of things going on. Playing playing a lot locally, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a lot of fun doing that, doing that. And, uh, you know, so we've been keeping really, really busy with music. I mean, I just did five shows in a row over the last, um, last week so you know and then you know of course here south by southwest have a texas indie fest went to the grammy party you know it was a it was great it's good to be a part of a the recording association now i'm a i'm a member of that so that's hey, that's always that's always opportunities for that thank you I, w- I would urge a lot of your artists to to look into uh, signing up with the grammys because they're it offers a uh a huge array of network opportunities that i never even knew of in you know, I'm learning something every day, so it's it's good to it's just it's good to be out here. You know, and I'm also associated with BMI Broadcast Music Incorporated, so you know, good to hang out with those people and talk to them. And you know, of course, they sign the checks too. You know, so it's, yeah, it's always it's always great to always good to hang with people know. that sign your checks. Always. Yeah. And it'll be even it'll be even greater later in life when those royalties and residuals start coming in, and you go to your mailbox and you open up, and there's another check waiting for you. Good feeling, good feeling. Yeah, we want to take a, take a moment. We uh, want to take a moment to salute uh, uh, lady whom you referred to, uh, Cindy Diadamo at uh, Lady Lake Music, and uh, Jen and Elena. Uh, all the group there at uh, Lady Lake are just uh, such great people. Uh, who not only, you know, have a uh, wonderful roster of some very talented people, uh, they also work for their artists, which is so, so important to get, to, you know, to get a, uh, a group who actually works promoting the artist, works with the artist. And, uh, yeah. Well, the, you guys are, you guys are kind of like family. I, I get that impression. You're more than just a, yeah. uh, just an artist yeah. management company. You're, you're really like family. Well, Cause well, I know. Well, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, Cindy. Cindy is just like you know she the way the way she works. I mean, I think I think the way she described me the most important job in her life was being a mother and a wife. You know, God bless her late husband. But you know, and one of the things was you know that's the way she works with with the artists and like with me. You know, I, I actually I don't remember about as I recall we talked about this, but back in 2013 I went on tour and I. One of my staffs was in Florida to visit her, and you know it was like she, just just the way she is when you talk to her is the way she is in person. And uh, I tell you what, she keeps me in line. If I'm doing great, she lets me know. <laughs> if I'm if I'm if I'm not if, if something's not 
something needs to be worked on, she, I, I can see the stink guy coming. So you know, it's always, <laughs> it's always, it's always good. But you need that in your, you need that in your life. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. That's, that's the same where my my mother is, you know. So it's just, yeah, you, you got two mothers now. Guidance. Yeah, yeah, you, absolutely. You, you got yourself absolutely. two mothers. You, you got know. your familial mother and you got your professional mother, and uh, I can see where that keeps you in line. <laughs> but yeah, we yeah. wanted to. Yeah, you know, and, and Cindy's been such a huge supporter of this show too, and she's really yes, uh, she is. She she's a lady with, with with a very good spirit living inside of her. Yeah, well, like absolutely. she says, David has the David has the golden voice, right? <laughs> well, I That's hope right. she's talking about you. David Bowers, he's a no, oh. no, but the radio voice, the radio voice. You have a great radio voice. It's like it's like you just can't teach that. That's one of the things we we were talking about you one night, and that, that was one of the things you just can't teach that. That's just that's that 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 voice is just like yeah, so yeah I know. Well, I I, I know as I can remember as a kid, uh, I can remember my mother telling me, oh gosh, so many times. Probably about as many times as uh, as uh, mothers tell their kids to turn off the lights when they leave the room and things like that. I can remember her telling me, "If you can ever make a living with your mouth, you've got it made." (laughs) I found out early. I found out early in life that uh, I couldn't sing, so I was never going to become a rock star that way. I figured, well, if I can't uh, make the records, I'll play the records. And uh, hey, here we are. uh, You know. Long ago in a galaxy far away and traveling up to today. But uh, thank you and uh, and thanks, Cindy, for the kind of words. Yes, I know there was some mic noise. I accidentally hit the mic. So uh, that's why you heard the mic. My, my engineer is waving a thing at me. Stop the mic oh. noise. But, uh, hey, <laughs> that's well, not that's Well, you know, hey, you know the, worst thing that, the, the worst thing that happens is, like, I remember one time I was, like, I, I was telling my, my friend, I go, I can't get any sound out of this. this PA system, and he looks at me. and Goes, maybe if you turn it on, it would work. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we have all experienced that one. <laughs> all right, so yeah, David, so let's. The, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'm listening. <laughs> oh no, I don't ever want to interrupt you. This is your stage. I'm just the ringmaster here. Uh, uh, but uh, let's uh, before we get into talking about what's happened all this week at South by Southwest, because there's a there's a couple of meaty issues I'd like to touch upon with you. But before we do that, tell us about your participation in South by Southwest. What are you? What have you been doing there? Networking. I mean that 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 is the number one thing that you do out here. And you know, of course, playing shows is one thing, and that's that's always great. But the main thing is, you know, you have everybody out here. You have people from uh, different magazines, different blogs, different you know, uh, different uh, news organizations. Like you know, Consequence of Sound is out here. Uh, uh, Pitchfork is out here. You know, they're all, and you know, you actually get to talk one on one. It's always it's always funny. Like I, I talked like I. I talked to somebody, you know, one time from Rolling Stone a few years ago, and he said, if you could read all the emails I get from bands, you know, this is where it's at, where we actually, where we actually get to have the conversation. Because, you know, right. you can't, you get, you basically don't have to travel around the country to all these places and go meet these people. They're all, they're all, there's access. They're all in, in the area. They're all in your face. That, that's the coolest thing in the world about this event. Well, 
Uh, my, my my question for you, David, is you know when when you're wandering around there uh, because I know that South by Southwest is more than just one stage. I know there's several venues. Um, what is, what is, uh, and I don't even know if this is an easy question or not. Um, what is the commonality there as far as attitudes are concerned and creativity is concerned, uh, at the South by Southwest festival? Well, one thing about, I've always, as a consensus over the years, I've always gotten a positive, uh, view on it because it's like, you know, you have, you you have artists out there. You have a lot of artists that you get to meet, but you also have like a lot of behind the scenes. And you're right. There's, it's it's uh, it's venues. There's people playing on the street. There's a uh, there's people pitching their product. There's companies that come out here, and I I generally like the boutique companies, and they uh, they're out here promoting you know their product, but they're also like they're also giving a big focus on the arts. So. I mean, it, it, it's not, it's not, like you said, it's not an easy question to answer, but what my, my thing is, uh, it's basically positive because these people came, a lot of people have come hundreds, thousands of miles to be here. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just like, you're, you're ready to just, you know, try to help each other out in any way you can. And I, I can tell you over the years, I have met so many people who have helped me and, you know, I've done, I've tried to do the same thing for them, you know, when they come to Texas or come to the area. I'm glad you brought the, up the um, point about the networking. That's that is so important. And John Bon Jovi, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, 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 no. That's that's okay. That's okay. No, the the thing that the reason why I ask that is because, you know, I worry about uh, something. You know, the popularity of something such as South by Southwest um, killing itself. And and I, I guess a good example yeah. of that would be you know many years ago, forty hard to believe, forty nine years ago, Woodstock was a huge success, a totally, I mean, commercially it was a failure, but it was a totally non-commercial event, as it turned out, without any sponsorship or anything like that. And then you had the 25th anniversary that was sponsored by Pepsi and Budweiser. And uh, and, and then, um, you know, you, you take a look at uh, Burning Man in northern Nevada every year, where it started off as just this little enclave of people that steadily grew and now has all these ridiculous corporate sponsorships that will... Uh, I don't know, stifle creativity, maybe. And it, yeah. do you see no, that I, happening I, with South by Southwest? Well, you know, I there has been a lot of complaints about that. That is that it has become commercial. And I understand that. I see that. You know, and the, the thing is, uh, I will tell you generally what happens, and you know, what happens with South by Southwest is a lot. There's also unofficial South by Southwest. There's stuff that's not promoted by South by Southwest. And I know a lot of people, especially who buy the badges and come to South by Southwest, who actually go see a lot of these bands at the unofficial showcases because the, the whole thing behind South by Southwest was to discover new, new, new talent and all that. And one of the things with South by Southwest is they have all these big sponsors and they, they bring in a lot of known people now, which is cool, you know, and they bring in, you know, they bring in acts. But the unofficial showcases are where I see what South by Southwest was, the intention was really supposed to be. So I understand exactly what you're saying. And I'm not about, you know, one one of my biggest things about, you know, living here in Corpus Christi, we got a lot of creative people out here. And it's it's about supporting local. That's I mean, it's like 
um, you know, I've had the I had the one of the things I did with my niece in the summer. We um, we went to like six or seven different local spots and had lunch and you know and and it was all they were all local local venues. So I get it. So it's not you know the thing is it's there's a lot more heart in in local than there is corporate in my opinion. You know, so I get what I get. I think that's, that's, that's always been the case. Yeah, that's always been the case. Excellent point, and we'll talk more with David Martinez from South by Southwest right after we listen to a tune from him called Peace of Me. No. 
That's called Piece of Me from David Martinez right here on the David Bowers Awards. Hi, I'm Liz from Dark Beauty, and I'm taking time out from listening to my favorite show to let you know that on March 25th at 4 p.m. Eastern, Dark Beauty will be performing a free acoustic show online. That's right, mark your calendars and tune in from wherever you are, Sunday, March 25th at 4 p.m. Eastern. Get a preview from our upcoming album as the story of the Dark Angel continues. Continues. Tune in as we tell behind the scenes stories and chat with us live. So please join us Sunday, March 25th. That's at 4 p.m. Eastern. For more information, head over to darkbeautymusic.com. That's darkbeautymusic.com. See you there. And now, back to the show. And thank you very much. Previous, the David Bowers Award winner, Dark Beauty. And we're back on the show with David Martinez in Austin, Texas, for South by Southwest. David, a subject I wanted to chat with you about back at the beginning of South by Southwest, or even before it actually got underway, there was a... There was a good deal of controversy about the immigration situation. They had contracts that said that the best, quote, will notify the appropriate U.S. immigration authorities, end quote, about artists who could, as they put it, adversely affect the viability of their official South by Southwest showcase. Now, they got a lot of flack, I understand, from that, and they changed the clause in the contract uh, to read, an artist seeking to enter the United States to perform at South by Southwest is solely responsible for obtaining any applicable visas and complying with all pertinent immigration rules. To secure artist spot on South by Southwest music, artist agrees to notify South by Southwest about how the artist intends to enter the U.S. and what type of visa or if using the visa waiver program by a certain date. Now, uh, there's been a lot of talk about immigration problems, and as I said, this stirred up kind of a little bit of a hornet's nest in the music industry. What did you hear or observe, if anything, as a reaction to this uh, from your actually being there? Did you hear anything about this other than the fact that I'm sure you were aware I, I, I of did, it? But. I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear anything about this, but I think, I think as far as what they're talking about, I think that applies to any country you go to. I mean, I have friends who um, they go to England, they go to Australia, and they, they're very stringent on their immigration, um, on their Im- immigration, on, on how they, how they, um, how, how they you let mean, people in the country. Yeah, how, you, how they regulate it. You know, so, right. I mean, I, I when I hear that, I mean, it's not, I mean, you do have to have, I mean, if I if I went to Mexico right now with no papers, you know, I'd be in a lot of trouble, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, probably wouldn't just, be coming back yeah. right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So it's like, I mean, I I always hear people say, you know, I I always hear people say, well, that that is that's racist and blah blah blah. And I said, well, you know, go to any other country and see what see what their stand. I mean, you you got to have a, you have to have the proper visa if you want to, if you're going to make money in another country. You know what I mean? You can't just go over there and say, "I'm going to play a show." I mean, it's not, it's not like doing it here. You can go wherever you want and set your set your contract up with the, whatever vendor, you, whatever talent buyer you're going to use, and you don't have to worry about that. But you know, when you're when you're in another when you go to another country, I mean, 
I don't see why people make a big deal out of it because if they if they were to go play in Europe or Australia or any even in Asia, they have to have the proper documentation and identification right. and all that. I mean, it's just it's just a legality thing because you know there's a lot of I mean there's a lot of bands that come from all over the country. I remember one time I was hanging out with a Korean punk rock band and they were cool as heck. I never mm-hmm. asked them about if they met the requirements, but you know that's just that's just part of the way it goes and it, and it's not. And it's not, you know, I don't see what the flap is because we do it in it, it, all all other countries do it. They're very they're very strict on their on, exactly on uh, yeah exactly. And, and it comes down to the fact that you have to have guidelines, and guidelines in a situation like this turn out to be rules or laws. And you know, when you stop to think, I, I constantly hear people coming back and saying, well, America is a nation of immigrants. And I can only answer that by saying, yes, that's right. It is a nation of immigrants, of legal immigrants, and it is also a nation of law. And if you don't yeah, have law, exactly. you have anarchy. Yeah, I, I yeah, have to agree. I, well, you, I, well, I mean, this is what I tell people, you know, and it, it, this is this is kind of the, the craziest thing. They think so. Well, you're Mexican. I'm like, I am. I said, because I, I am a Mexican descent. I go, I said, uh, well, you know, last time I checked, I was born in the United States. I go, well, I'm American. And, you know, a lot of Hispanics are not for illegal immigration from Mexico. And, and the, but the media misconstrues that so much. Oh, and, true. And it's like, and I, and I tell people, I go, well, you just want people to come in. Why don't you just want to stage your house? Oh, no way. And it's like, well, just let them stage your house. It's like, Hey, just let people stay in my house. I mean, there's a lot of people, talented people that are trying to get in legally and they deserve the first shot to get in. Not just somebody who crosses over and, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, people, it, it's kind of funny, you know, when, when people, when, when people, I find it more insulting when people tell me, well, the president hates you because he hates, he hates people from Mexico. And I'm like, whoever said I was from Mexico, you, you get what I'm saying? Mhm. Mm-hmm. You know the the, the 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 prop yeah the the thing about that is is that you know I I don't think that this is a republican or a democrat issue. This is something yeah. that yeah. uh is just common sense. I mean, you know, this is the this is still I I think in many ways, you know, the land of milk and honey and 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 uh, a place that mm-hmm. is desirous by many people to live. Uh, and I and and you made a very good point. I don't think that Sweden or Switzerland or Austria or Canada uh, or Mexico—they're not going to let you just waltz in and you know set up residence. You have no, to. If, if you're going to be a ruler, if you're going to be a a nation of laws, and you have to be a civilization of decency, and the laws have to encompass. Um, not only a generalized situation, but an individual set of circumstances as well. But the law, regardless of what it is, has to be followed. And if you don't like the law, then you get it changed. David and I have been having chats about this, not particularly about immigration, but, for example, I hate the time change back to to daylight savings time. I hate it with a passion. But he said to me, well, if you don't like it, Lobby your congressman about it. And you know what? He's absolutely right. I mean, it has nothing to do with immigration, but I think the, the analogy there is, is, you a, know, can, can be applied. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we'll be back applying a little more discussion with our guest, David Martinez from South by Southwest in just a couple of minutes, right after we listen to a song from him. And uh, let's see what's up on the turntable this time. Oh, one more time. to give david martinez one more time before we let him leave let's bring him on in here david so glad to have you here with us and uh, especially to have you share uh, all the excitement the news and the inside uh, the inside talk about south by southwest now how many shows have you played there this week a uh, couple couple just uh oh. texas indy fest 
And uh, I did the Grammy party. I didn't play the Grammy party, but I went to the Grammy party too. So you know, we just we just out here having some fun, and well, that's you know how it goes. That's good. You weren't overbooked, so you weren't uh, you didn't get to yeah, miss well, a know, lot. I've done I've done it to I've done it in the past where I've done five or six shows in like two right. or three days. You know, I did I did three shows and. In twenty in less than twenty four hours, you know, I've done that, I've done that, and I, I like I like doing the shows. It's hard getting around though, you know, especially having equipment and all that. One of the right. things, one of the things I, one of the things I've, I've found that's been a lot more successful for me in general is the networking opportunities. I mean, I don't get me wrong, playing, I love playing and love meeting the people, but I also love meeting the people that you know that that are trying to do the same thing we're all trying to do, especially in the indie world, you know. Right, and I'm glad you, know, you brought you know, up. You, uh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say I'm glad you brought up the uh, the point of the networking because that's something that I think uh, a lot of people, including artists, overlook. I mean, they get excited about being able to go to South by Southwest, especially if they've got a chance to play a show or two there, and uh, you get all charged up about that. But you forget about the fact that uh, I think really the big deal is being able to network. Even your show when you play there is a chance to network, to get other people to hear you, to know you, uh-huh. your talents, your music, and uh, you know, possibly get hooked on you and uh, want to book you for, uh, for a show or tour or whatever. So uh-huh. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that point out. John Bon Jovial, you wanted to say something here. Uh, yeah, actually, I want to backtrack a little bit, David, and, and go back for a second to uh, one more time. I want to talk about that. Because when I listened to that song for the first time, I'll be honest with you, it caught me by surprise because, you know, it seemed to me to be a nice, melodious, uh, mellow song. And the way you bring in that buzzsaw guitar about two-thirds of the way in just blew me away. That is so cool, the way you did that, and it worked. Well, you know, my, my when I was working in the studio, you know, we, we had the song, and we were talking about it. And my producer suggested, he goes... He, he suggested, he goes, we got to think something like Pete Townsend, you know, uh-huh. where, you know, you just like at, at the end, you just turn Pete it up Townsend. and yeah, yeah. You know how, how, you know, there were, there were some things that the, that the, that the, who did it. We, we were thinking, we were thinking in terms, we're like, okay, like Guns N' Roses patience, you know, at the end where they sure, go, yeah. I'm just walking the streets at night. And it's just like, and it was like, it was just like a little light bulb in Eureka moment. That's yeah, it's kind of like a, right a shooting star yeah, through I a mean, quiet night sky. Uh, yeah, it yeah. worked so well because I think it was so unexpected. Uh, because you know, here it's you know it's a nice love song, and you know, oh, I love you, and this therapy, and then all of this. Yeah. I mean, it just it worked. It yeah. really worked. Yeah. It caught my attention. It caught. I mean, my my well, the first comment that I said to my, made to myself was, "Wow, that works." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. You know, and then that was the whole thing. We were when we were sitting there thinking about it. You know, we were. It was just kind of like I, I was. I was sitting there. And we were talking, and I said, "You know, it's it's real nice and mellow." I go, "Man, but we need. We just need something." And you know, and we both just. Uh, my producer grabs a guitar and he goes, well, "How about this?" And I go, "So I grab it and I just start thinking." All right, well, we got it, and then boom, we just hit it at the end, you know. Yeah, the Pete Townsend uh, analogy that you know 
that pretty much, yeah, that says it. That that, that really yeah. does. And and uh, I think you should, you know, you need to thank your producer for that one because he really. <laughs> made, I mean, don't get me wrong. Without oh, yeah. it, it'd be a really nice song, but that well, really makes it. Well, it's just like George Martin with the Beatles, or you know, uh, the Colonel with Elvis. You know, they. It's it's producers are very important. That's what a lot of people don't realize. I mean, because they come in. And you can have you could you could be there you could be there, and it's a good song and you could be there, but just some of these little suggestions here and there, you know. I mean, I've had put in a, the past where you know where I'm working on a song it, and it's just not working. Yeah, go it, ahead. it's a vision. Um, it's a it's 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 a I don't know. Maybe this is uh, too syrupy or or what, but it's like a visionary suggestion. Well, it's a nice yeah. present, but they put the bow on it. They come up with uh, something yeah, yeah. a little extra because yeah. they have a uh, they have a, a different, a more objective uh, look at it or perspective because they're listening to you present your message, and they're thinking, you know, okay, that's great. This would just push it over the edge and make it the best, you know. So yeah, a, a yeah. good manager. Well, yeah, yeah, like like yeah, yeah. Like for instance, I'm working with another songwriter right now. He, he's He's a, his name's Rick Holfield, and you know, and and when we we've been sitting there, you know, and I'll, I'll present a song to him, and he'll just like he'll just say, okay, this sounds cool, this sounds cool, let's let's try to work on this. I'm very open minded about it because uh, that's one of the things I've always had. I've always been as open minded about it. Not, not like you know, I, I don't get married to a melody. I get I gotta I gotta I gotta I I, I need I I like working with people. I I do like working with other people, and you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's songs I've written by myself, and they work. But sometimes it's, it's just that little extra push or that little extra suggestion. Sure. But maybe that change of a word, you know, that well, this word, and maybe you use this word instead of this word. It's like, wow, why didn't I think of that? But that's where you know, working as a team, they come together. You know, and you're right sure. on that. The, the the you know the songwriters, the the producers. You know, it's just like the director of a movie. David, before we let you go, I uh, want you to please tell us what you've got coming up. What's in the future, the rest of 2018 for you? Well, um, we're, we're going to be doing, I'm, I'm, I'm already booking into the summer. You know, I'm going to be going up to the Hill Country in Texas, and I'm planning to go to Dallas and Houston and and back to Austin and do, do all the surrounding areas and do some shows in Corpus Christi, where I'm from. But I'm also gonna. I'm also. I'm also gonna start recording some new tracks and uh, hopefully have something out by the fall. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And uh, I'm just. I'm just trying to perfect these songs and get them down. Make sure that they have their hooks and their. Kind of like what you said about one more time. It's. It's. It's not a finished product till you. Till you're ready. Till you have something like that. To where you go. Okay, I'm ready to record this. Which of course you will give us a shout and bring us some of the new material when it's ready. You'll debut it, I guarantee it. <laughs> well, I just, you know, just trying to be subtle there. You know, I, I, I don't want to influence <laughs> yeah. your decisions or anything. Yeah, but, but there's uh, nothing just, subtle well, about you, so I always have a great time with you and John Bon Jovial. Y'all have one of the most professional uh, radio shows out there, and I, I, I enjoy coming on thank every you. time. So, I mean, thank you so much. That means so much to us, David. Uh, it's a pleasure working with an artist who is a professional himself, and uh, and that says it about you. Also, uh, your your team at Lady Lake, uh, you couldn't ask for a more professional, yet a uh, nicer yeah. group of people to work with. One last parting shot now, David. This is your stage, your chance. Uh, 
Just uh, we got about 30 seconds left. Give us your final takeaway from South by Southwest and what you think an artist should think about if they're going to come next year. Um, be prepared. Uh, get your meetings on time. If you're gonna, the traffic out here is crazy, and you know you do have to pay for parking. I would suggest Ubering or you know taking taking the bus or doing whatever you can to get out of here. But make sure you have business cards. Make sure you have all kinds of promotional items that you can do that you can uh, that you can uh, present. But also, most important of all, set up your meetings and make sure that you get to meet and talk and with some of the prominent, important people that can help your career. Great. Thank you so much. David Martinez, so glad to have you Thanks, with us. Thanks, David. We'll look, we'll look forward to next yeah, time. Guys. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. David Martinez, you can find him all over online, Facebook and everywhere. Look him up, David Martinez and the David Martinez Band. Tell him what you think of his music. He'd love to hear from you. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to leave you with this final tune from David Martinez. It's called Rise.
Rise. That's David Martinez, whom we've had the pleasure of talking to for the last hour from South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Thank you, David Martinez. Thank you, all the gang at Lady Lake Music for steering David Bay and for all your support over the years. John Bon Jovial, take us home. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, everybody, for being with us this week. And I just want to let you know that David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix, Arizona. We are available for free on Blog Talk Radio, also on iTunes, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Spreaker, Amazon, Alexa devices, as well as SoundCloud and all these other silly little platforms that we are available on. Be sure to click the follow link on our Blog Talk Radio page and like the David Bowers on Facebook and Twitter. Be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ, 106.3 Rochester Free Radio, uh, and uh, also on Blog Talk Radio Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. Greenwich time for more great indie music and talk with the artists that make it happen. So until next week, for The David Bowers, Nick the Geek, I am yours truly, the legendary John Bon Jovial, saying be good to each other. We'll see you next week right here on The David Bowers Awards.